It's game day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Preseason. Week one. Texans Saints. Let's get it. You are locked on Texans. Your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of, of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, Cody Davis. Hmm. A late Friday show, but Friday nonetheless. Cody, Saints on Saturday. And we're no Saints. Go, go marching in, in baby. We're no Saints. Go marching in. <laughs> I remember when the Saints used to wear trash bags over their heads. Well, that era is long gone. <laughs> there's no more trash bag. There's no more ain'ts. Yeah, well, you know, last year there was a couple of Texan fans that wore their trash bags to some of the uh, home games for Houston. But they take on the Saints on Saturday. No Kyle Allen due to COVID. We're going to see Davis Mills play a couple of drives. Mm-hmm. Jeff Driscoll will play the majority <laughs> of Saturday's game. Uh, but we're going to get a very good look at some of these players. This will help Houston reshape their depth chart mm-hmm. and, and look at, you know, how they want to prioritize certain players. And, and they're, they're going to start cutting players now. But Saturday, they finally play another player. Another, I'm sorry. Saturday, they finally play another team. Hmm. Uh, there we go. Training camp, Cody, what, you know, what was going on through walkthroughs? During nothing, <laughs> nothing really on yesterday, day 11 of training camp practice. It wasn't really a practice. It was literally just a game day walkthrough where the Texans, they went inside NRG Stadium and it went through an entire game day. You know, how it is when you first walk into the stadium, where you need to go, warm-ups. They even did a practice of national anthems. I thought that was really good. Um, Unfortunately, we could not tweet anything out doing um, the walkthrough on yesterday inside NRG Stadium because they were um, doing their, 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 they were lining up in their sets and everything. It was very cool to see both the defense and the offense basically go through a game day um they even had like a 10 minute halftime break um then they came back for a second half that ran for about an hour and they had us there to be the quote-unquote post-game press conference and i thought that was very cool and lovey smith said um he loves to do that a couple days before the first preseason game because it gets everybody in the mindset, not just for preseason, but during regular season as well. And that was very important to me, John, listeners and viewers, because, you know, ever since Lovey Smith became the head coach of the Houston Texans, we have talked a lot about how everything is new and how they actually had, and of course, this is no shot to David Cully, but now that they actually have a real head coach and for Lovey Smith to, you know, give his players the day off, to have them come in there on a Thursday night and you go through an entire game day, even going through security. They had security there, you know, for him to have his whole entire team go through game day. He talked about how important that was, more so for the rookies, because look, veterans like Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, Brandon Cooks, they already know how it is, but he talked about 
you know, for the rookies, for new guys like Steven Nelson, for players who are trying to make a 53-man roster, for people to try to get themselves back into that mind frame, to get into a, a pre- and post-game um, routine. He talked about you, you guys really do not know how important that is, and he just wanted to get the ball rolling. Like I said, Thursday, day 11 of training camp wasn't really much, but I just love how Lovey Smith already has this team in a regular season mindset and i really do believe that that's going to do wonders for this organization moving forward cody in terms of what we should expect to see for this first preseason game what are some things uh, uh special team lineups uh, you know guys that they're looking at on the wide receiver depth chart who they maybe favored a little bit more during that last you know walkthrough type of practice what hmm. should we expect to see on saturday Man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that you asked me that question because, look, you know, it wasn't a lot that we could take away from that. Um, like I just mentioned, Lovey Smith said he just wanted to use that day as just to get everybody in um, a game day mindset. However, I would like to say from what I was able to see, just going over my notes really quick, um, for the starting kick returner, um, it seems like that's going to be Marlon Mack on tomorrow. Starting punt returner, it seems like that's going to be Desmond King. They have an opportunity to pay attention to some of the wide receivers that they were um, favoring during this walkthrough. Brandon Cooks, he was playing scout safety for most of the time he was there. But guys like um, Johnny Johnson III, Chad Beebe, Philip Dorsett, Chester Rogers. I mean, those were the primary guys who were out there on walkthroughs, lining up, and just practicing their whole entire routine. Um, I, I like that I was able to see that. Um, other people on the defensive side of the ball, I couldn't really tell how the defensive linemen were lining up. Um, it, it was kind of hard. It seems like to me that they're going to run Roy Lopez and Ross Blacklock. I did see that them out there a lot. However, it kind of makes sense because when you take a look at that defensive line, you know, I'm not expecting guys like Mario Addison. I'm not expecting guys like Malik Collins to play that much or even at all on Saturdays. And it's not like, you know, outside of um, Booker, it's not like they really have any rookies that you got that you really want to see on that defensive front so it seems like we're going to see a lot of those two guys as well but all in all like i mentioned day 11 the training camp was just a day lovey smith wanted to get his guys in the mindset of a game guys our partner has a product i use every day i started taking ag1 because all of the benefits it helps with better gut health. It helps with bringing you more energy. It helps optimize your immune system. And I hate taking pills. And so this was the best way I'd be able to get this supplement that tastes great. And I wanted to see what the hype was about. So it is AG1 with one delicious scoop AG1 of, of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, recovery, aging, all the things with AG1. So, guys, just go ahead and check out AG1 at www.athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. They're going to make it very easy for you to order. And on top of that, they're going to give you a free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase so again 
Go to athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Texans one of your first listens of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Locked On Texan podcast. The Texans take on the New Orleans Aints. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the supposed New to be a shot? Saints. That's supposed to be a shot? No, uh, you know, I just forgot this. But they take <laughs> on the Saints this Saturday. Uh, I think we're going to have a good opportunity, Cody, to really look at how the depth chart will really eventually start to shape out. Mm-hmm. Houston has a lot of guys, and, and, and they have guys that they really do like. So, you know, not only is this an opportunity to make the 53-man roster to start that process off, but now maybe looking at making a practice squad. Who knows? But Houston has some guys on their roster that can't wait to get a good look from. But I had an opportunity to talk to Ross Jackson over at the Locked On Saints podcast. And um, he told me there's some guys we should be looking out for here in Houston. Running back Abram Smith, the rookie, he's been having a very good camp for the Saints. And the Saints will not play Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. They want to get a very good look at these young backs that they have on their roster. So watch out for Abram Smith. And they also have a 6'4 receiver, like Houston has a 6'4 receiver, and Dejon Dixon. They also have a Kurt Merrick, number 85 for the Saints, who's pretty speedy. So they've been going up against big receivers and speedier receivers at practice. Now they get an opportunity to take what they've been able to learn so far during training camp and use that against a different team. John, when I, when I, the, one of the things that I'm actually looking for in this first preseason game, I'm not going to put too much stock into what we're going to see out of Davis Mills and even out of this offense because I think we would have had a more of a fair chance to judge this offense had Kyle Allen not went down with COVID. Um, so, of course, he's been ruled out. And, it, of course, the guy on the center is going to be Jeff Driscoll for majority um, for this entire game outside of two, maybe three drives from Davis Mills. Uh, but I would say is I am going to put a lot of stock in this secondary because – I am expecting, as of right now, we haven't got word on whether or not Steven Nelson will or will not play, but I'm expecting him to play. But outside of Derek Stingley, I do believe that we're going to see just about every important defensive bat that we have seen put on a show throughout training camp. I'm talking about Nelson. I'm talking about Trayvon Smith. I'm talking about Jalen Petrie, the rookie. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to see him. I'm talking about who is going to start next to him. Um, As of right now, when you take a look at this depth chart, Jonathan Owens, will he have an opportunity to go out there and still showcase that promise and still showcase that potential that I have seen throughout training camp? Because remember, John, listeners, viewers, it was what? Less than 24 hours ago, I sat here on this podcast raving how he was able to get into the body of Pharaoh Brown. And once again, like I mentioned that day, I'm going to say it again. When you look at the defensive stop that Jonathan Owens had on Pharaoh Brown, once again, a tight end, a guy who is standing 6'4", a guy we say every time we talk about Brown, he has the matchup in his favor. For him to get a stop, 
that is saying a lot about Jonathan Owens, but you also got to take a look at guys like Eric Murray. You also got to take a look at a guy that I think is going to be very hard for Nick Casario to cut, but I don't know where he's going to fall in terms of the safety core. MJ Stewart. He has really looked good over the last couple of days, and that is why if there's any position group that I'm looking at, I'm definitely looking at the entire secondary because, like I just mentioned, outside of Stingley, everybody is going to pseudo, rather it be for a couple drives like Steven Nelson or guys that are starting to make a name for themselves in training camp. I want to see can it continue like Jonathan Owens. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping that it does because I'm really rooting for Jonathan Owens. But I really think that we can. We can. We're really going to be able to see what the secondary are made of. And by the way, um, as somebody who followed the New, the New Orleans Saints, Ian Book. He's really going to use this preseason. He's really going to use this game to showcase not only why he should be the number one backup quarterback to Jameis Winston, but he's showcasing why he should be in the Houston, in the New Orleans Saints future as their as their franchise quarterback moving forward, or at least if things do not work out with Jameis Winston for this upcoming season. So I think in terms of what Ian Book has on his on his shoulders coming into this preseason game, and like I just mentioned with the secondary, there's going to be a lot that we could take away from. Yeah, the Texans have eight cornerbacks on their roster as of right now. Uh, I think this first game is important for Kendall Sheffield, Fabian Moreau, who I don't think has been having a very good camp. Uh, also, the safety, the two rookies at safety, Tristan McCullum and Jacoby Francis, this first game is a good way for all of those young guys uh, who are part of that DB group, a cornerback group, to kind of start separating themselves because this is one of the the, the bigger groups for the Houston Texans on, on their uh, roster right now. And I think what the coaching staff is looking for, I think they're looking for depth chart adjustments starting on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And listen, I just told you that the Texans have eight cornerbacks. They have 11 linebackers, seven tight ends. 13 wide receivers and two fullbacks. So this, they got some groups that have a lot of bodies. I'm looking forward to seeing what Connor Weddington and Jalen Camp and Chad Beebe are going to do, man, because I think that there are those three players are a part of the players that, and Johnson, that may be fighting for maybe like the last two wide receiver spots that they're mm -hmm. going to go into the season with. Thank you guys for checking us out today here at the Locked On Texans, and thank you for making us your first listen today. Make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. At the time of this recording, preseason games were going on. And uh yeah man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Was it one for five, one for six for old D Watts? One, one for five, seven yards. First throw was a terrible overthrow. You know, we we not we not gonna say nothing, you know. I'm just I'm just saying, you know. Oh man. I but, figured I, I figured if you had that much time off, you should at least have a better pass, you know. I'm just saying, you know. It's gonna be a rough year for the city of Cleveland, but it's always a rough year for the city of Cleveland without sports. It's just Cleveland. <laughs> That's all it is. But we got to get to these comments real quick on YouTube. 
my boy Fat Folks Talk. That's his YouTube name. Okay. Fat Folks do talk, I guess. I'm talking now. Uh, he said that I love that Cal is trying. Anytime a man fires up the grill and feeds the people, I'm all for it. That was in regards to Cal McNair with the Cal Burgers. Travis Witherspoon, big ups to big props to Cal. Good stuff as usual. Good look from Cal. Um, Cal was a guy that didn't get a lot of love here in Houston the last couple of years, and hmm. um, he had a he had a great quote that he was on six ten talking about the Texans, of course. And uh, Cameron McNair said that we want to be fearless and try new things. Listen to the fans. We want to respond to them. What we hear most from fans is what they want to win. One, two, three. Cal McNair was on uh, 610 and uh, talking about the fans, and he said, we want to be fearless, and we try new things. Listen to the fans. We want to respond to them, and we, what we want, what we hear most is from the fans is they want to win. And so I think Cal understands the assignment now as the CEO of the Texans and trying to move forward, Cody. I wouldn't even say that he's understanding the fans now he's just trying to get the fans trust and the fandom back because john outside of the first game against the jaguars like it was sad to go to a texans game like there, there was no traffic no traffic no tailgate and look <laughs> like the texans you know, last year wasn't their worst record in franchise history. Like, we remember when this team was, what, two for 14. Like, we, we remember when this team was bad, when this team was struggling. But there was still hope. There was promise. There were, okay, you know, we might be sorry this year, but we got X, Y, and Z to look to towards the future. When you go back to how bad things were last year, like, there was no hope. Like, everything were was in the air and you know i do like the fact that kyle mcnair and the west and the rest of the houston texans front office they are doing everything they can to win their fans back i mean i think the biggest thing that they probably could have ever done is cut those high concession stand prices um especially the chicken to the basket like i, I wouldn't mind pay paying six to seven dollars myself for a basket but you know i just say all that just to say Last year, just everything about last year was bad. And they know, other than moving on from number four, other than getting a coach, a real coach in, other than drafting well, like they needed to, they needed to do more in order to restore the relationship with this fan base. I'm just hoping that it doesn't just stop in 2022. No, let that continue on, even when this franchise do become a playoff a contender, a contender and championship contender again. Like, I'm hoping that this is just not a one-all thing just because you are still trying to fix your wrongs from over the last two seasons. Geraldo Batista said, do you think our running game is going to be good, Cody? Do you think it will yes. be good this year? Yes. I'm not about to sit here and say that they're about to have a top five, top ten run game. Well, maybe if Damian Pierce is your number one running back. But it's, I, I believe they're going to be mid middle of the pack. It's going to be watchable. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be entertaining. 
And they're going to be able to move the ball with this run game. Of course, this run game is going to be better. Once again, this is a team that averaged, what, 95 to 97 yards over the last two seasons. Bottom of the league. There's no way this repeats again. My man Andrew said the first down. <laughs> this is funny. The first down on offense better not be a single back run up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. With Pep Hamilton, what I what I've been seeing, jet sweeps. Uh, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Pep Hamilton got a lot up his sleeves. I just hope he has the talent to go out there and make things work. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On Texans on YouTube. Also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. First game of 2022 is tomorrow. Can't wait. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.